0: You really want to be making sure that you are fueling your body in order to love and respect it. You're going to have your body for the rest of your life, restricting just being like, oh, stuff you to your body.
1: and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the real health real talk podcast this episode is with the beautiful bubbly and passionate sophie jane miller sophie is a youtuber health fitness and lifestyle influencer podcast host ebook creator and just an all round lovely gal. Sophie shares her passion for living a healthy lifestyle, showing how fun, simple and non-restrictive it can be. In this interview we touch on skin, confidence, morning routines, how Sophie put together her ebook, Oh That Glow, and so much more. I hope you guys love listening to this as much as I loved recording it. Without further ado, here is my interview with the beautiful Sophie Jane Miller. So welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for popping on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. So <laughs> I want to ask you a question that I ask every single guest before we dive in, which is what does real health mean to you?
0: Hmm, This is a really good question. I think real health means to me kind of thing is getting to a place where you're not stressing about it and you're just really happy and it is going to be maintainable and sustainable for the rest of your life. So eating foods that make you feel your best and that you love the taste of moving your body, to love it and respect it and just kind of do it f- for the reasons of, I want to be doing this for the rest of my life kind of thing. So real health to me is something that is maintainable and not kind of like a quick fix, not like oh, I'll do this for six weeks and then I'll stop and I'll do it for another six weeks. And it's just kind of like this never ending cycle. But I feel like just getting to real health is when you feel you're happiest and healthiest and like you could do what you're doing right now for the rest of your life and love it. I think that's kind of what I would say.
1: (laughs) I really like that you said sustainable. Mm -hmm. I have, because I ask every guest this question and it always is, it's always along the same vein, but I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone's really touched on sustainability. And that's a massive thing for me when Mm I see PT clients. I'm always like, if you hate it, you're not going to keep doing it. And then if you're not going to keep doing it, it's not sustainable.
0: Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And there's, you know, there's been times like in a a few years ago where I've been doing workouts that I hate and eating foods that I don't like. And it's, it's not maintainable, you know, like it's not sustainable. You're not going to continue to do it for the rest of your life. So I just don't really see that as kind of healthy in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just like, I always try and think I'm like, okay, if I'm 80, am I going to be still loving doing yoga and eating my smoothies and all that kind of stuff? I'm like, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> so like that's kind of what I like to try and think about.
1: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I just pictured you eight years old on the yoga mat, <laughs> smashing out of <a> flow. <laughs> That'll <be> me. <laughs> the second thing that I like to touch on is the real recap. So since you're the guest, you can go first. Tell me how your week has been, So.
0: Well, obviously at the moment, (laughs) my weeks Mm -hmm. have been looking a little bit different. Um, With everything going on, I'm trying to stay inside and, you know, just kind of like stay in the apartment as much as possible. But the past week, I've kind of just been playing it by day by day kind of thing and just kind of seeing the new restrictions and what we can do. But I'm so, so lucky that I do work for myself and I do work from home. So not heaps and heaps have changed for me. But basically the past week, I've just been trying to focus heaps on putting out really positive and frequent content for everyone, because I know, especially for me and just for everyone, I feel like. It's very like uh, like an unsure time, and everyone's kind of wanting that little bit more of reassurance and just like positivity to see. So I've really been focusing on just like creating really really fun and happy and frequent content on YouTube and everything, and just kind of focusing on editing and a few like secret little projects I'm doing as well. So yeah, that's kind of my week. I've been trying to move my body in ways that I can going for work, like, sorry, not work, (laughs) going for walks early in the morning, or just kind of doing like at home workouts, um, calling friends. I've been talking to friends heaps because like, I need that social interaction. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, I feel like my week's been kind of boring. Like I haven't done anything amazing. It's just been like, hmm, walking around my apartment, making food, making videos and, uh, really enjoying myself. (laughs)
1: No, I feel like everyone would be in that same boat though. Like this week, literally you're legally restricted <laughs> for what you can do. Um, and that's, yeah, that's been similar to me. I was face FaceTiming my best friend last night being like, this is so weird that I know like, we used to FaceTime like if we're in different cities but we're in Mm -hmm. the same like town and we can't see each other Mm -hmm. which is so bizarre Mm -hmm. um and then I've been loving I've been doing like little boot camps with my family because usually obviously I'd be working at the gym doing my boot camps there so Mm -hmm. I mean that's been fun and then just smashing out content like you said I feel Mm -hmm. like like you said I think people want to consume it but do you think it's also so therapeutic? just making content going about your day-to-day life?
0: 100%. It makes it seem more just normal and not like, oh, my gosh, my life is an absolute, like, shamble (laughs) like the world is right now, you know? But, yeah, it's definitely – it's like – comforting because it's like yeah like this is what I love doing this is what I do so I'm going to continue doing that and hope to help people even the slightest bit even if I just like put a smile on one person's face that would just be the best
1: (laughs) yeah and it helps keep you accountable too like to me I was like this morning I was like okay I've got a train in the morning I did your and so um no no, your (laughs) and your and Jess is live this morning yeah um And then got all that done because I was like, yeah, soap and I, we're talking at 3 p.m. slash 4 p.m. my time. So it helps keep you accountable too, um, which I really like. Um, But – we haven't even done your intro yet, so before we get any further, I would love if you could tell the audience a little bit more about you and your current stage of life at the moment.
0: Yeah, so I basically do, well, okay, so my name's Sophie, <laughs> if you haven't got that I'm Sophie Jane on, like, most social media, Sophie Jane Miller on Instagram, um, and I... Basically, I'm very, very passionate about all things health and fitness. And I have always, always loved making videos and editing them. And before I even started YouTube, I literally film videos, edit them and just keep them on my laptop. Like I just have always loved doing it. And so it was, I don't even know how long ago, maybe a few, few years ago now, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to upload my first video. And ever since then, I was just like obsessed with it. I love YouTube. I love filming, editing, uploading the whole process of it. So I do YouTube. I would say that's like my main thing kind of thing. I just absolutely love it. Um, and I do a lot of like health and fitness stuff. So what I eat in a day and just like I absolutely love food, like food I'm so passionate about. I could talk about food for so long. <laughs> so I focus a lot on that and like fitness and really coming to just like a good, healthy place with, you know, your relationship with food and fitness and health in general and just kind of creating – yeah, like, as I said earlier, just like a sustainable way of living. Um, I've also got my recipe ebook. So I wrote an ebook last year and released it at the start of this year and it's got all of my favorite recipes in it. And, uh, what else I've actually just a little bit, this is literally today. I've actually just signed up to do my diploma in nutrition. So very excited about that um ah. yeah I know I'm very excited I was literally like it's such a spontaneous decision but I'm very excited and I guess yeah that's about it at the moment <laughs> I live in Brisbane and I'm 20 years old and yeah I think that's it
1: <laughs> in, a in a nutshell yeah yeah <laughs> That's so exciting that you're starting to study nutrition. You will absolutely love it. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: I always like, I thought about doing it for so long and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, do I want to be kind of like knuckled down for so long, but I'm doing it online. So I can literally do it wherever. And obviously right now that's, I can just do it from my apartment, which is great. And I'm just so excited because it's something I'm so passionate about. And just having that like knowledge, professional knowledge will just be so fascinating to me.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And It's an industry, like I graduated at the end of the year, but like you never stop learning. So Mm -hmm. even when, you know, you've finished and you've gotten the diploma, it's like it's such an ever-evolving industry. So I feel like the fact that you're so passionate, it's just so important because you're going to have, you're going to keep learning like every single day and that's what you've been doing, you know, your like pretty much whole life anyway. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I start that next week. So it's going to be a good time. (laughs) Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, let's talk a little bit more about your ebook, Oh That Glow. Mm-hmm. Um why did you decide to write an ebook? I know you said that you love food, but yep. were you nervous or was there any like fear or self-doubt surrounding that decision? Yeah,
0: 100%. So I basically like I started making videos about food and recipes and everything and I absolutely loved doing that and a lot of people were like, oh, like can you write the recipe in the description or can I? Can you like write it down and send it to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was doing that and like it got to the point where so many people were kind of asking for this and I was like, oh, like maybe I could write an ebook. Like that could be a fun little project for me to do and I love YouTube but I always like to be kind of working on something else as well. Um, I like to have a few things going at once. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start and I literally didn't have like a launch date or anything in mind. When I first started, I was just like, I'm just going to start writing recipes. I didn't photograph anything at first at all, which I now really regret because <laughs> it got to the last like few weeks and I was like, ah, I've got no photos. But um, yes, yeah, so I just kind of started. And then it wasn't until maybe the last few months of 2019. So last year that I was working full time and I was really just not having a good time at all. I wasn't being able to put as much energy as I wanted to into my online stuff. So the ebook and YouTube and everything. So I made the leap just going, okay, I'm going to quit my job and fully focus on the ebook and making recipes and YouTube and everything. Best thing I ever did. Um, and yeah, so I really just knuckled down for the last few months of last year. And I kind of just decided to create the ebook because one I'm so passionate about food I just love food I love making new recipes I'm always in the kitchen just kind of like changing it up um and yeah just after so many people asking like oh what's this recipe what's this recipe what are your favorite breakfasts and what are your favorite lunches dinners snacks all that kind of stuff I was like oh maybe I can just like put it all into one book and make it really really easily accessible and everything but um yeah I was definitely a little bit nervous at first because I don't know I know that a lot of people do ebooks and there's a big stigma you know like is it gonna be good enough and like people gonna want it and am I just putting all this effort into it and everyone's gonna be like ah, this is not good kind of thing um so I was a bit nervous and definitely had those days where I was like oh my god what about if this goes terribly and I remember just talking to my boyfriend being like I really hope this ebook does well and he was like it will don't worry <laughs> um so yeah but that, I definitely had some like moments of self-doubt just being like oh should I do this like am I qualified enough blah 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 but at the end of the day I was just kind of like I'm literally just sharing my passion which is recipes and healthy recipes and I hope that it was kind of going to be perceived well and it really was so yeah I guess that's like why I decided to and it was just It's been crazy since I released it and I've just loved it every single day and seeing people, you know, make my recipes and put it on Instagram and tag me, it actually makes my day. <laughs> so I love it so much.
1: Oh, that's so good. And I feel like a lot of the time we forget that you're so able to just, like people were already asking what works for you. And you being able to put something out, being like, hey, this is what's working for me. This mm-hmm. is what I love. And sharing that, like, that is such a labor of love. So I feel like, and I'm so glad it was received really well, but it's so, like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's sh- shitty that sometimes you get scared how something's going to be received because at the mm. end of the day, like, if you don't want to buy it, maybe you don't have to buy mm-hmm. it. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it's it was it looks amazing. I'm going to go get it after this so I can do. It was the um the nachos recipe. Oh my god, looks so good. That's a good one. I love that. <laughs> I think so I'm going to get a tattoo to be honest. <laughs> I think we've
0: got Oh
1: all my that.
0: god. So good.
1: So I was looking on your website as well while I was doing a little bit of research for this interview. Mm-hmm. And I just want to read a little snippet here. You said, "I'm just your average 20-year-old gal who shares my passions for living a healthy lifestyle online in hopes of showing how simple fun, and non-restrictive it can be I really really love that Mm. and I wanted to ask you what would you say to young girls who still believe that? Because I think that there still is that connotation between restrictiveness and healthy mm-hmm. um, and that idea of health. And that's why this, what this podcast is about. It's like, what is real health? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what would you say to girls who are still stuck in a bit of a restrictive circuit, if that makes sense?
0: Yeah. So I would say oh, I, it's really hard because everyone's, you know, like in a different situation, but I would say to get back to basics. And I always think back to like when I was a kid and when eating and, you know, just like having a good relationship with food and just kind of eating literally to feel your body was all like all kind of happened, like you didn't overthink food. You didn't kind of stress out about food kind of thing. It was just easy. You know, you were hungry, you ate, then you were good kind of thing. And I was saying the other day somewhere, I can't remember where, with food, you really want to be making sure that you are fueling your body in order to love and respect it. You know, like you're going to have your body for the rest of your life and restricting is literally just being like, just being like, Oh, stuff you to your body, you know? And I thought of the analogy, which kind of works is like, you wouldn't, you know, you, you put fuel in your car to drive it. Right. And literally food, food, sorry, is our fuel to make our bodies run and work and thrive really. And so for anyone who's in that restrictive state, I think it's just bringing it back and being like, Oh, like I, my body is mine. Like I'm going to be in it for the rest of my life. And you want to live the happiest and healthiest and longest life that you can. And so thinking, it's just like simple, you know, like food is food. Yeah. It's so there to be enjoyed, but thinking it is, it's fueling your body and that is all it's doing. And if you've got a bad relationship with it, just get back to the basics and go, okay, like, you know, there's heaps of different tips on, you know, how to intuitively eat and everything. But yeah, I think the thing that's helped me the most in just kind of like getting out of restriction is getting back to the thing that I said at the first is creating a sustainable life, you know, like, I don't want to be restricting when I'm 80 years old, you know, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. think back when, you know, I'm in my deathbed maybe when I'm like 110 being like, oh, I'm so glad that I restricted like, oh, that just made my life so much better. Like that's that's not what you're going to be thinking about, you know, you're going to be thinking about those nights that you stayed up late and ate ice cream with your friends and those days that you went out to waterfalls and ate, you know, fresh fruit and everything. And those are the memories that you're going to remember. So I think, yeah, when you're so caught up in restriction and obsessing over food, getting back to the basics and remembering what life really is about and food is the smallest part of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I love that. That's so true. It literally is the last thing you would be thinking about on your deathbed. I really, really like that. So I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is skin, because it's something that I've struggled with as well. And I know that you've struggled with it, um, well, you know, from when you were younger and kind of recently too um, when I was doing my research. But also it was one, one of the reasons I really connected with you and like started following you is because you shared that holistic approach. Can you chat a little bit about how that was for you? And I think that some people who haven't had skin issues in the past, they don't really understand how much it affects pretty much everything, like your confidence. And I know that you said in the post, like your friends and family would be like, oh, it's fine, like you can't even see it. It's like, that's so not the point. Like, how would you explain that in your own words, I guess?
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. And I think like, you know, there's been days where I would cry about my skin, you know, like it definitely is the biggest, like just confidence, I don't know, destroyer because you just feel like everyone's looking at your face and everything. And I remember there would be days where I would like be crying before going to school and stuff. And my dad would be like, it's
1: fine, it's fine,
0: blah, blah, blah. You can't even see it. And I'd be like, no, like that's so not the point, as you said. And um, yeah, but it's so hard because it's just like this thing and people who have never struggled with skin – before they it's so hard to kind of like convey what it feels like but like you know I've got some friends and they've you know got the most perfect skin in the world and they're like it's fine like don't even notice your skin but like every single day you know I'd wake up and I would look in the mirror and I'd be like oh like my skin and you'd try and cover it up with makeup and it wouldn't work. And people would say like, don't put makeup on it, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, oh, it's, it's honestly like a massive, massive struggle. And I know so, so many people go through it. And I think that's a great way to also think about it because so many people go through it, know that you're not the only one. And I definitely have felt like the only one in the past. I remember at school, most of my friends, like, I want to say 90% of my friends had perfectly clear skin <laughs> all through high school and I was like what is this because I was breaking <laughs> out so bad and I remember just thinking oh, I'm the only one but when I started to open up about it online and everything I was like oh was like so many girls replied being like I feel exactly the same I have exactly the same issues and I think that's almost comforting because it's like okay like I'm not alone so many other girls and boys go through this and it's something to not take lightly as well and I know a lot of people kind of like, ah, oh, it's just, it's just pimples. It's just acne, blah, blah, blah. But it's massive. And like, you know, you definitely sometimes don't want to leave the house because of it. And that can be a massive kind of, you know, it can play a massive role into your mental health as well. So I think it's a massive thing. And, um, I think what's helped me yet, yeah, just kind of like knowing, that other people out there are going through the same thing. And also I think it's honestly like, I know it's kind of going to sound weird, but I'm almost grateful for my bad skin now because it got me into health and fitness. And it got me to a place where I was really looking at the food I was eating and being like, Oh, is this nourishing my body? Is this good for me? Blah, 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 blah. And that's, that really established my health journey really, because now I eat like an amazing diet that's so much healthier than when I was younger and kind of eating whatever and had perfectly clear skin. Um, So yeah, I almost feel like now I'm almost grateful because I'm like, no, like I know that I'm fueling my body with the best food. And that all kind of started because I wanted to clear my skin kind of thing. And I think another thing that's helped is even though I know sometimes your skin's breaking out and you're like, "Mm, this bloody sucks. But you know, doing a good skincare routine just to make yourself feel good and know that, you know, you're still giving your skin some love and it will pass after a while. And there's a lot of different reasons that, you know, skin can kind of flare up. But yeah, I feel like that kind of helps me get through it a little bit the most.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you touched on like all those different, it's such a multifaceted issue, as you said. Mm. I like that you said, oh, that it like really um, sort of propelled you into your health and fitness journey. Mm. And because I think when you look at the different components of, I guess, what society's idea of healthy is, there is, you know, not, you know, being a certain body type or, Mm -hmm. you know, being muscly and that sort of stuff. And when it comes to eating to have a certain body type, we really do look more at calorie deficit mm-hmm. and I 100% I believe in a more holistic life but with skim, it's not a calorie deficit. Do you know what I mean? Like Like you said, it's about having nutrient-dense foods. So I really, really resonate with that as well
0: yeah exactly I feel like with fitness it's very you know like yeah exactly you know calorie deficit that's how you see results but with skin you've got to get down to the full root cause of it and you've got to just be like okay like you know it's it's what you're eating not so much like how much and kind of thing um so yeah like really focusing on you know like great foods that are healthy for you not just because I feel like a lot of people in the fitness industry which what works for them which is great um but you know just focus on calories and they could have some stuff that's like oh you know it's only this many calories and stuff but the ingredients are absolutely terrible but with your skin you've got to focus on the ingredients and what's in it and what you're like literally exactly what you're putting into your body which yeah I think we can be semi-grateful for as well
1: Yeah, and I'm in that same place too. I really am in a place where I'm grateful for it. Which, if you'd told me that a year ago, I probably would have punched you in the face. (laughs) As if I could be grateful for that. But I feel like you you get into the nitty gritty and you find those things that it might be fine for somebody else to have, but when you have it, your skin reacts. So Mm -hmm. it seems so tedious because it is, but. It's a long process, but you will get through it if you are going through it.
0: Exactly. Just, just, just push through it because it sometimes like you don't even want to, <laughs> but it will get better. Oh
1: my god. 100%. I know, and it's so fine to cry about it. Like mm-hmm. I literally, so many times, have been brought to tears by it, and people who don't understand it will never understand it, and you feel silly, and you're like, oh my god. But um, yeah. I love that you share that publicly because I feel like on top of all of that what we've just discussed, feeling like you're weird or feeling like you're alone, like you don't need to put that on top of it. So I'm really glad that you share that on your platform.
0: Mm, yeah, I love to be just kind of as real as possible. And I feel like people love that as well. And I love that with people that I follow who are literally just like, yeah, my skin is breaking out like crazy and I don't know why, but it's normal and it's okay. And it just kind of makes you feel like okay, like I'm not alone, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. So YouTube and Instagram are platforms that you use quite frequently um, and I love following you on both of those because mm-hmm. your content is so, especially at the moment with everything that's going on, your content is so nice and positive and happy. Um, and I'm also a self-confessed health nerd, so oh. I do enjoy it. <laughs> um, so how do you make your feed a positive place? So not it's not like your actual feed, but like, you know, when you're scrolling down, the people you follow, Instagram, Instagram, mm-hmm not as a YouTuber or Instagrammer, Mm. as a consumer of other people's content, how do you make sure that that's as positive as possible, especially in a time where there's so much negativity?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. I recently, literally with the past week, went through everyone that I was following and brought it down from like 700 people to like 480 or something, because I really wanted to cull everyone's posts that didn't make me feel happy or, you know, I'd compare myself or I'd see them and it just wouldn't, you know, put me in a good mood kind of thing. So I think, uh, yeah, the, one of the best things is literally to go through and do that. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, if you don't want to like actually unfollow someone, you can like turn off their posts or something. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but going through and making sure that you're only following people who motivate you and make you feel inspired and put a smile on your face and everything I think is the biggest thing for me because, yeah, you know, like we all get into that cycle of scrolling and then we find someone's account and then we stalk them and, you know, it can often lead to a lot of things about us like not feeling happy with ourselves and what we look like and just kind of where we're at with life. Um, So, yeah, I feel like for me just culling everyone I was following and just making sure that everyone – brought something to my life, you know, like whether it, were, it was a workout and that made me feel inspired to go work out or it was someone who was also struggling with their skin, um, which made me feel a little bit better or, you know, some facts or something that's kind of, you know, gives a bit of knowledge and just like a fun conversation starter and everything. I think that's super, super important. And, you know, friends that support you and friends that make you feel great as well, having like following them. And yeah, I think that's probably the like the biggest change that I've found um, because I know that you know like you follow certain people just because like their feed looks great and you know you love their body or something but when you see it you really compare yourself to them and I think it's great once you're in a really good place you can obviously follow them again and be like yeah like that's my that's their body type that's not mine but that's okay but if you are feeling like you're comparing yourself and you know social media is really impacting your confidence maybe just try and bring it back to the basics. I feel like that's like my go-to with everything. Just bring it back to the basics and follow the people who make you happy and inspire you and make you want to be a better person. You know, like if you love art and you're following all these like models and stuff that make you feel like shit about yourself, then follow all these art profiles that make you feel inspired to, you know, create art or do photography or make recipes or something like that. I swear I follow like 90% food pages (laughs) like because I just love seeing recipes. (laughs) So I think, yeah, that's probably one of the best things I would say.
1: Yeah, I love that. So aim to feel inspired, not Mm. comparing yourself. Yeah, 100%. So Best Foot Forward, I want to talk about that. That's the podcast you started in Feb, mm-hmm. um, which is something you said that you've wanted to do for quite a while. Can you talk a little bit about the process of between behind sorry, starting that up and, I guess, why you didn't start it sooner?
0: Yeah, so basically, I've been wanting to start a podcast for probably about a year or two. And uh, I don't know why I didn't do it for so long. I guess I was just a bit nervous and I knew, again, like a lot of people had podcasts and I was like, oh, like I'm not really any different. Like am I, you know, are people going to listen? Is it going to be perceived well? Same with the ebook. Um, and then it got to maybe like midway through last year and I was like, okay, I really want to. Like I'm so passionate about so many things. I love speaking and it's different to YouTube because you can really go more in depth and have a full-on, you know, deep conversation. Um, and so it got to, yeah, it got to about midway through 2019 And I was working full-time, I was doing YouTube and I was kind of like starting to get a bit more serious on the ebook and I was like, oh, like I don't want to start a podcast and then not be able to upload weekly and I knew that if I started then – I probably wouldn't have. And so my goal was to focus solely like on the ebook and YouTube and everything. And then once the ebook was done, then I would start the podcast. So I had a goal, like when I wrote down my 2020 goals, I was like, start a podcast. That's one of them. Um, so yeah, when it got to like January, it like literally January, like flew black. flew whoa stutter flew by um but and then it was February already and I was like oh okay so I kind of just was like trying to find a name in January and work out like what my like the art was going to be and everything um and then when Feb hit I was like okay so if it's already Feb 2020 like you've got to do it and so I was just like you know what I'm just going to record it I literally got a microphone recorded it uploaded it and I was like That's it. Like I've just, I've started now, you know, and I think the best thing is just to start because I just put it off for so long Um, and I've loved it so, so far. Like it's so much fun just talking. (laughs) I
1: love talking. (laughs) Oh, so do I. And like even doing like interviews and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like I feel like it's such a different platform. And like you said, especially for people like us who are so passionate about health, you can really dive into topics. Like, so that's why I love doing it. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the name? Um,
0: I remember I was trying to find like a name that was also like a cool, like acronym kind of thing. So I was like thinking about, oh, what could it be? And then I think, honestly, I think I was in the shower where a lot of my ideas just come to me. And I was, thinking, I was like, oh, like best foot forward, because I wanted it to be, you know, health, fitness, lifestyle, like heaps and heaps of different topics I didn't want to like to be kind of narrowed down to one thing I wanted to be like heaps and heaps of stuff so I was like best foot forward that kind of works because it's you know putting your best foot forward in every aspect of your life and then I was like and BFF. So we can create like a BFF community. So it's like best foot friends forever, but like best foot forward. So I've like created a nice little like Facebook community around it. And yeah, I guess that's just kind of like, I don't even remember like how it popped into my head. I think it just did. And I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> that's so good. BFF. I love that. What does a typical day in the life look like for you? And how long did it take for you to sort of find what worked for you in terms of food and training? And even now that you're working for yourself um, from home completely, how did you sort of work it out? Was it straight away that you were like, okay, cool, this is what I'm going to do? Or did it take a little bit of trial and error in terms of your schedule?
0: yeah okay well I firstly love this question I love hearing other people talk about this stuff so I just love it anyway um I it definitely took me a few weeks I want to say to maybe even like a month to really find a good routine because when I was working full-time you know like I get up at about five thirty and I go off to work and then I get home about you know like 2 33 ish and then I would usually try and film a video and then I'd be tired I literally like might work out and then go to sleep kind of thing And then when I quit my job, I had all this extra time on my hands and I was just kind of like, oh, and I'd wake up. And I remember for the first few weeks, I was terrible. Like I'd wake up at maybe like seven, which for me is like a massive sleep in (laughs) and I would sit on my phone for a good half an hour and I just remember that would start my day off so terribly and I would feel so sluggish and unmotivated for the rest of the day and so and then I remember just thinking oh like can I not work for myself like I wasn't getting much done I felt really like mentally I was just like really foggy and you know, um, Sam would come home, my boyfriend, Sam would come home from work and he'd be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm really, really tired. And I was just feeling really like sluggish and not the greatest. And I was like, maybe like working for myself isn't for me kind of thing. And I almost considered like literally getting another job. Um, but I was like, no, no, Like I really want to focus on creating a good routine and creating a lifestyle that I love. And so it was probably, I want to say around a February actually when I started the podcast that I was like okay I'm going to establish a good morning routine now morning routines I could literally talk about forever because I'm so obsessed with them but what has worked so incredibly incredibly well for me and kind of like what my day looks like at the moment is I wake up usually around 6 6 30 ish it was around like 5 45 and then I go to like a 6 30 gym class but um that's not happening anymore so I usually wake up about like 6 6 30 ish and then I will not not go on my phone I will literally get out of bed try and make the bed usually because that just makes me feel productive I'll go outside and I always like to see like real light first like not see like you know artificial laptop phone technology light kind of thing so I like to look outside kind of like take a few deep breaths in and just kind of be like okay I'm awake now and then I'll usually write my to-do list for the day I'm a massive to-do list kind of gal like it is so satisfying just going through and ticking off all of the things that you've done so I'll usually sit down we have like a little balcony outside in our apartment so I'll usually sit down in the sun if it's like a good sunny day and I'll write out my to-do list and I like to make it like achievable but also I'm a massive I'm kind of like over an overachiever so I usually make it really long (laughs) um but yes I kind of sit down write my to-do list and then I will usually after I've up for maybe like 10 15 minutes, then I'll pick up my phone and check what's happened overnight. You know, if I uploaded a video, read through the comments, reply to them, that kind of thing. And usually, I will then, after I've kind of like gone on my phone for maybe like 15 20 minutes, sometimes longer, but I won't like to admit that. Um, and then I will usually do a workout. So I love moving my body in the morning because it honestly sets up my day so well and it makes me feel so positive and productive and I feel like it gives me more energy for the rest of the day as well Um, and makes me want to, you know, like move my body even more because it's like, oh, I've already moved. Like I feel like I've got more energy and I want to nourish my body even more. Like it's just, I just couldn't speak highly enough about working out in the morning. So I usually at the moment have just been doing at home workouts. I'll either follow a YouTube video or I'll make one up. Um, So I've been loving doing that. That might be go for like, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes. And then I'll have a shower, get ready. Working from home, I feel like getting ready is really, really important because it kind of like getting out of your pajamas and like getting ready for for your day makes me feel productive as if like, oh, like I'm going to be productive now because, you know, I've got a cute outfit on and I've slicked my hair back, (laughs) you know, so I will kind of like get ready and then go outside. Maybe at this point it's like, 9am or something like that. And then I will start my work for the day. So if that is, you know, it changes, sometimes I'm making recipes and sometimes I'm filming and editing. Sometimes, honestly, it's a lot of computer work. (laughs) There's usually like a few hours of emails to do and, you know, editing videos and everything. And then I'll usually take like a lunch break. I like to take like a half an hour lunch break. I like to literally schedule. I'm like a scheduler kind of thing. So then I'll like make lunch, watch a YouTube video, and then get back into it for for a few hours. Ideally, I always like to say like I'll stop around five and kind of like end my workday there. But you know what? It gets to like 8 p.m. and sometimes I'm still editing or answering emails or doing an Instagram post or something like that. So it's kind of hard to like fully get into a good, kind of balance with it all. But that's kind of what a typical day in my life looks like at the moment, especially like not seeing friends and not like, you know, meeting up with people and not going out. Um, I did used to love to go and work at a cafe for a little bit because that just kind of like it keeps me sane. But at the moment, it's just my apartment. But yeah, honestly, at the moment, like making food, filming videos, editing and writing and all that kind of stuff is basically what I'm doing and hopefully we'll, in the next like week I'll be studying and doing assignments again so I'm kind of excited about that
1: that's so <laughs> exciting and I feel like it's I mean it sounds like you've been so productive and I think isolation at the moment sad for the soul but good for productivity that's what I'm feeling anyway mm. <laughs>
0: 100%. I'm like I don't have any excuses anymore <laughs> I'm like I've got so much time like I'm not going out and doing this I'm not going out and doing this I have to do this so I feel like yeah if you try and I know a lot of people are in terrible positions and I 100% understand but even try and have the tiniest bit of a, like a positive outlook on it, and be like, okay, like you know what? I've wanted to do yoga, and I've never had time for it, so I'm going to start a 30 day challenge. You know, like little things like that. I just feel like you you don't have an excuse now not to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, hundred percent. So I've, I've loved chatting with you today. I just have some quick cues. If you're ready, oh, I love them. Yes, okay, go. <laughs> Fave recipe in your ebook. <gasps>
0: Oh, okay. Oh, this changes all the time. Okay, okay, okay. So we just pick on pick on. Honestly, <laughs> someone made the um Snickers bars and they are so good. So I'm going to have to say the Snickers
1: bars. Okay, love that. <laughs> the healthy Snickers bars. i need to try that. Um, smoothie or a side bowl? <gasps>
0: no, don't do that to <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, okay,
0: okay. So, I'm going to say smoothie because you can, like, change it up, like, change up the flavors. Okay. But... Same also so good. Okay, no smoothies, smoothies. Okay.
1: Instagram or YouTube?
0: YouTube, I reckon. I think that's like my OG. That's what I started off on. And I feel like I just love watching YouTube so much more because I feel like it's more personal than
1: Instagram, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a YouTube. Yeah. And audiobooks or podcast?
0: <gasps> Ooh! Honestly, podcasts. I've never ever listened to an audiobook in my entire life. I'm definitely like a reader. Like, I like physical books. So, I've never listened to any audiobooks, but I love podcasts. I swear I have them on when I'm doing anything like
1: baking, having a shower, driving. I always have a podcast on. <laughs> Me too. I literally never listen to the radio. I'll drive to work, which is like 11 Ooh. minutes, and I listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so thank you so so much for jumping on it's been a joy talking to you oh thank you so much for having me it was so fun like it's gone so quickly i know it's (laughs) so quick Um, i'm gonna link everything below for your socials and stuff but do you want to just quickly say where people can find you yeah sure so i am sophie jane on
0: youtube sophie j-a-y-n-e for the jane and sophie jane miller on you yeah, i was gonna say youtube instagram <laughs> um my podcast is best foot forward so literally just search best foot forward and my website is sophiejane.com.au and i think
1: that's it <laughs> love it thank you so much thank you That wraps up another episode of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd love if you could leave me a review and a rating on Apple iTunes. Until the next time, wish you happiness and real health.